Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your hosts, Jessica McIntyre and Quentin Cools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. In this episode, Choosing Qualified Elected Officials, Quentin Cools sits down with 2022 Team Pact Program Director Zeke Erickson from Mississippi to consider how to vote for leaders who reflect God's character and will in their conduct and convictions. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, this is Quinn and I am here with Zeke Erickson, one of our 2022 Team Pact Program Directors. Zeke, thanks for joining us. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Quinn. Yeah, Zeke told me off air that this was uh, his first time joining a podcast. Yes. So for the rest of your life, when you're, you know, the star of some future podcast <laughs> and you're hosting and whatever, you can remember this moment, right? No, um, Zeke, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of what you're doing in life and your Teen Pact experience. Let people know who you are. Yeah, so um, once again, my name is Zeke. I am serving as a program director this year. Um, I started Teen Pact back in 2018. That was my first year. And I know I spent a couple years as a student, um, ended up travel staffing and then um, interned this past year. Um, and now I'm serving as a program director and I'm looking into going into uh, Liberty University to study an aeronautics kind of degree there. I'm looking to potentially, you know, be a, an airline pilot one day, um, kind of my direction in life that I'm going. But Team Pact has been something that's like really been very influential in my life growing up. Like I look back to whenever like I was like 14 years old, like first in the program and I'm a completely different person now. I really like love the the time frame in my life personally that Team Pact kind of came in because it really influenced the way that I turned into a man, um, and it's really like set my trajectory um, for the rest of my life. So it's been super influential, um, and it's been like a blessing from the Lord to be able to be a part of um, and now serve with um, as a program director. Yeah, I love that. And on behalf of everyone who's experiencing Teen Pact this year, or really in future generations and iterations of Teen Pact, thank you for serving because the investment you're making now has a generational effect. You know, some of us were talking, the program directors and a couple of us from the Teen Pact office this past weekend about um, the different, almost like tracing who trained who over the years, you yeah. recall. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, I can trace back that, you know, this person trained this person, trained this person, trained this person. So way back when Ben Sullivan trained that person, and I don't know who trained Ben Sullivan, but he must have done a great job, you know. And and I love being able to identify, you know, even quite directly right. a line of discipleship that has really invested in the next generation. And so I just want to affirm you and the other program directors are doing that this year in a very unique way. You're one of just five people this whole year that get right. the opportunity to do that. But also, like, you guys are doing such a phenomenal job. So thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it was it's funny because I was, I was talking, like, me and the program directors at, like, program director training. We, like, we made, like, this whole list and, like, we're, like, tracing back. Like, it was like a family kind of a tree okay. kind of a yeah, thing. It felt like fun. a family reunion, you know, figuring out, like, where everybody came from. So... Um, yeah, definitely really cool and really a big honor to be able to serve this year as a program director. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we do is not just training up, you know, a next generation of leaders in the form of, you know, teen pack staff and interns and program directors, but we're also training students through this alumni track. And in the topic that we're going to be discussing today, we're really focusing in not, not just on voting, but specifically on what kinds of people you choose to vote right. for. Um, couple of the categories that we're going to kind of think about is like the character, 
uh, of a leader and, and, and the competency of a leader. And specifically when it's in a political context, not a church context that, you know, that's a bit different, but I want to draw out some of the research that you've, you know, discovered as you've kind of prepared for this track. And then also some of the conversation topics you've been able to pursue with students while at these classes. So maybe let's start just with your own study. What are some of the key building blocks of, okay, when I'm thinking about even how I want to vote in the future, what are some of those key qualities, biblically, historically, et cetera, that kind of inform what that should look like? Yeah. So whenever I'm like, I'm thinking about that for myself, I kind of think of it in like two different, two different categories. Um, like one, like how do I like, you know, steward this, this, um, you know, this right of voting as a, as a U.S. citizen in like, you know, voting for what's best, like for, for myself as a citizen and what's best as a believer. Like how do, how do those things both go hand in hand? Um, and obviously like being a believer trumps that. And so you kind of have to look at the, at the biblical foundation of what does the scripture tell us that like a leader is. And it's kind of tough because like, you know, you look at the Bible and there isn't necessarily a, you know, like the framework for how government is laid out like you see it today. You know, like you look back at the Israelites, you know, kings, um, you look at, you know, the Romans, you know, in Jesus's day, like an emperor and all that. Um, and so like what I've um, done is I've just looked at some different verses in the scripture kind of talking about, you know, like what are like, you know, character traits of a good leader. And one one thing that I've, I've done with that is like looking back at Exodus, whenever, you know, Moses was, he was basically dividing some leadership up um, into, you know, the entirety of Israel because he was mm-hmm. kind of making all the decisions and, you know, like, uh, some guy, he, he told him to like, Hey, like you can't, you know, be making all the decisions for this, for this people of Israel, because there's just way too many of them. And so he was dividing up, um, you know, the, the people basically into, um, like giving the leadership to people beneath him. And so he was looking for people, um, that had certain qualities. And so if you look like in Exodus eighteen twenty one, it says, moreover, look, for honorable, for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy, pay to bribe, and place such men over people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and tens. And it pretty much says the same thing in Deuteronomy one thirteen. It says, choose for your tribes wise, understanding, and experienced men, and I will appoint them as your heads. Um, so this is like a passage of scripture that I like to look to in, you know, looking at what is a, a leader from like a biblical standpoint. And so whenever Moses was placing leaders over them, this is the qualities that he was yeah, looking for in a leader. I like that. Um, and so like whenever as a, as a believer, like looking to the scriptures, whenever I'm, you know, deciding like, oh, like, you know, what do I want as a leader? I think I really like to look to these, to these qualities. I'd love to just pause there for a second and recognize like, even for people who are growing, maturing Christians, I think that habit of let me go to the scripture and try to learn what kind of leader I should be voting for, I think is often absent in kind of the, I don't know, Western Christian subculture in America. Like there's this whole, there's this whole like you know, really active, really vocal group of people who would call themselves Christians, some who are Christians, um, who kind of talk first with their mouth before actually maybe doing this study. And so they they maybe put their weight behind certain leaders without really considering those sorts of qualities. Right, exactly. And, and honestly, before even um, studying for the alumni track this year, personally, I, I didn't know that that particular passage or the one in Exodus or the one in Deuteronomy were, were, were right there. Like that 
even as early as Moses' time, we were already being given lists of they should be wise, they should be experienced, they should be able, they should be trustworthy, they should be honest. Like, man, you could create a list right there of, you know, five or 10 different qualities of like, when I'm going to the polls, I should be looking for these kinds of things. And, and I see those things as like, you know, crossing over both of those categories that I presented at the beginning, like the character side and the competency side, right? Because you need to be experienced. You need to be wise yourself. You need to be, you know, able to lead the tens and the fifties and hundreds and so forth. But you also need to be honest and not take a bribe. You also need to have integrity. You also need to, you know, be held to your word, all those kinds of things. So man, thanks for leading us into that as the starting point. And I'm just jazzed that students that are at your classes get to engage with that kind of stuff right away. Cause I totally affirm what you're saying. That is the foundation. Yeah. Um, and like along with that, there's also the talk of just like how, how to steward that responsibility of voting as an American citizen, because you have like the qualities, you know, of how someone should be, but also like you're looking at how can we, we, you know, steward this country that we have, how can we make it the best that we possibly can, um, like as citizens. And so we're also looking at the policy that, you know, different officials are making and it's sure. not just one or the other. And, and so like with that, you're trying to, you know, walk this fine line between, you know, what kind of people have, you know, this, this character, this, this leadership, this integrity, but also have, you know, this, the, the policies that are going to be making, you know, our, our country a better place. And so, you know, that's really what I've been diving into, like at my classes, like, you know, what is that line and where do you draw that and how, you know, whenever you're deciding who to vote for, how do you figure out, you know, you know, what kind of qualities does someone have and how, you know, do we decide like who to vote for based on that? Yeah, that, that's so good. I, I think we tend toward, if we don't engage a biblical view, I think we tend to engage in a form of individual to, uh, what is it called? Is you, you, utilitarianism yes, yeah, where right. it's like you're basically just out there for whatever is going to produce the greatest functional good for you or even like a cultural utilitarianism where yeah. it's like, well, I'm going to get what I want with policy. So I'm willing to throw my, my weight behind somebody who maybe is deficient character wise, but, but is going to get me what I want policy wise. Like right. that's a, that's a difficult thing, man. And like over the past couple presidential elections, I know people have been wrestling that with in it with that in a particular way, mm-hmm. because you have some leaders who some of their weaknesses and flaws are much more pronounced than others, both on the policy side, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, an issue like abortion is right. such a stark contrast of what one person ag- agrees with and what somebody else agrees with. And then on the character side, like somebody who are they honest? Are they trustworthy? Are they not honest? Are they not trustworthy? And it kind of just muddies the water for for a voter. And I think especially for young people, I wonder if that kind of dissuades some young people from even like engaging on the voting level where like they're they're looking out there and they're saying, gosh, it's like negative campaign ads all the time. It's these presidential debates where people are just like going after each other. Um, you know, there's, there's kind of this uh, almost defamation that's going on constantly. It's like, man, this is not a good environment. Like politics seems kind of nasty sometimes. Right. I'm sure that some of that dark side of politics has come out as you've been studying and talking to students and whatnot. What what are some of the the good qualities though? Like when, when you talk about like, Hey guys, what is the ideal kind of leader? Like what are some of the things that students have started to like gravitate toward and where they're like, yes, I see a vision for the kinds of leaders we're supposed to pursue and lift up in, in those positions. 
You know, I, I think one of the things that I have, have seen a lot is, um, or one answer that I've heard a lot is a servant leader. Um, you know, looking at like, you know, obviously the greatest leader that we have, and that's Jesus. And that's just qualities that, you know, surround Jesus and how he was such a great leader in his, um, like in his service here on earth, like how he washed his disciples' feet. Um, you know, he was born in a manger. And like, you look at his life and like, while, you know, it, like, it, let's just say that the Bible, like it, we didn't know that story of Jesus. You would think that if, you know, God came down, he would be this, you know, almighty king who had this, you know, this throne on the earth, you sure. know, all these things. But you look at, like, at his humble life that he lived um, yeah. and how he loved others. And I think that's one of the qualities that the students really have been talking a lot, like in discussions about like, you know, what are some of those, those qualities that we need? And like that, that answer has probably come up the most out of, mm. out of any that I've heard. And I think it's important for um, our listeners, whether whether you're a young person who's you know about to vote for the first time, or if you're a little bit further along and have been voting in a lot of elections, um, that those kinds of leaders actually do exist. Mm. Um, I have I have been able to travel the country with Teen Pact, as have you now, Zeke, and I've been so I've been so refreshed when you come across that leader who. Maybe they've been in the legislature for 16 right. years or 24 years or whatever it is, and yet they're they're willing to have that conversation with the 14-year-old, and they're willing to talk about sin in their own life, even mm. from stage, right. and how they need to trust the Lord, where they maybe made the biggest blunder in their entire political career, but God's grace and mercy met them. I can think of particular speakers that are coming into my mind right now who have been willing to go there with that level of vulnerability and humility. And man, that kind of vision of a servant leader, a Christ-like leader, right. like that is possible. It's rare, right. but it is possible. And I, I think it's so good that you're leading students to kind of think of, all right, if we're supposed to imitate Jesus ourselves and if leaders, the people that we're putting in these positions are going to be representing us, then we should find people that look more like that, that look more like Jesus. I mean, Man, you're getting me really excited about leadership and what these young people are learning. That's fantastic. What are some other things that are coming out in, in class time? You know, you're having conversations with students and, you know, things that they've already been learning, maybe in the pre-class homework right. that they're bringing into the conversation. What are what are things they get that they, they get excited about? Um, I think that this is like not necessarily something they get excited about, but like especially whenever I'm kind of talking about this, um, it's uh, really a good refresher because I think a lot of times, um, there's a lot, lot more emphasis put on, you know, the the policy of a certain, you know, candidate, um, because like if you're looking at the change that somebody can make in office, sure, oftentimes like that's the most visible change. Yep. You know, like if a law is different, like it's pretty easy to see that. You yep. know, if you raise the speed limit in a state, whenever you move to another state where the speed limit is lower, it's gonna be pretty obvious that there's like a, yeah. there's a change there. Um, and so I think because of that, like a lot of these students have come into these classes kind of thinking like, man. This has a lot more weight than, you know, than character because you can make more of a change. And I don't necessarily think that's always true because I think that, you know, like the, the character and the leadership that someone has maybe isn't as visible of a change, but it's just like the same in, in some capacity or another. Um, like whenever you're looking, like I was looking at the scriptures in the first Kings 14, 16, um, this is talking about King Jeroboam and it said, he sinned and he made Israel sin. And that was really convicting to me. Like, you know, the way that somebody leads has effect on people. And it may not kind of have the same effect that like, you know, a different law would per se, maybe not be as visible, but in some capacity or another, it's changing the way that culture is, you yeah. know? 
and like you look at you know previous elections especially like in debates per se um and within the past couple of years like you know i personally think that the quality of debates have gone down because it's been more of like a of a name calling a vicious kind of an environment rather sure. than actually mm-hmm. talking about policy um and you see that because of how the candidates are leading um and it set precedent for this past you know election and how you know the debates have gone leading up to that um and that's just kind of an example that i've seen with like in the past recent couple of years of how you know the way that people are leading also you know carries a lot of weight and i don't always think that that students have realized that and i think that whenever they kind of have that light bulb moment it's like it's, it's really impactful to them kind of seeing how like the way that somebody leads affects people just like laws affect people if that makes sense yeah i think that's really good i think you know those ideas of somebody can you know um somebody's in favor of you know, a border wall. I want to vote for that person. Or there's somebody who is going to get us two justices, you know, awesome. Let's vote for that person. You know, it's like you, it's easier to gravitate toward, oh, I know that there's some sort of like policy outcome that, like you said, is going to be so obvious whether they were successful or not. But we often underestimate how much somebody's character is affecting all of the things. And even culturally, like, you know, what has been kind of affirmed whether explicitly or implicitly with the words and actions of people in our culture over the last number of years, that is a byproduct um, of leadership. And I, you know, team pact, we say it often, there's a leadership void Mm. in America today. That that's part of the reason that team pact exists is because there's a leadership void and we're trying to train young people who are inspired in their walk with Christ to actually understand and engage in the political process from a biblical worldview. Mm. And because that's so absent, teen pact exists. Like, right. you know, to me, I'm like, I'm seeing so many parallels to this. And I think I want to draw, uh, uh, you know, one more remark out of this where you were kind of talking about how on the one hand you have the policies that somebody maybe represents or is pursuing. And then on the other hand, you have kind of the, the character qualities of that person. I, I see it as maybe, two different lenses, mm. you know, or, or, or a foundation. One is, one is perhaps more foundational, but the other builds on it. You know, it's not that you, it's not that you're suggesting that we should have, uh, you know, some wonderful servant leader who is totally incompetent to actually get anything right, yeah. done on a policy side. And we should choose that person over a really highly competent person who doesn't have high character. Like that's not what right. you're saying. You're saying is those both need to be engaged and we need to make sure that we're adding some weight to the character side, examining the scriptures. What does God say a leader should be? And I just love that the young people are already engaging at that level. So as we kind of start to wrap up our conversation, I'm curious, you know, what are some of the, the key ideas that you kind of have landed on, ways that you've encouraged the students, ways that they've kind of come to conclusions themselves, any final uh, thoughts or principles that you'd like to share? You know, I think the last thing, and this is something that I always leave my students with whenever, like, I'm, I'm talking about the alumni track with them, um, and that's just this idea that, like, you know, it's honestly, it's, it's really hard in this day and age to know who should I vote for, you know, who is the one person that, you know, I should vote for, um, and, you know, this is just a question that I don't think, you know, I have enough, you know, wisdom in myself to, to answer, and that's why it's so important for each one of us to have that personal relationship with the Lord. Because like you look in James 1, 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. Um, and, you know, and that's just realizing, you know, like 
there, there's a way that seems right to a man, you know. Um, but I want to be, like, asking the Lord, like, you know, who should I be voting for? Um, you know, above, like, what I think. Because you look in Proverbs, you know, 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path, you know. And so that's kind of going back to, you know, differentiating between what I think and then asking, like, what the Lord wants me to think. You know, differentiating what I want to vote for and what the Lord wants me to vote for. And that's why it's so important for each person to have that personal relationship with the Lord, to ask the Lord for wisdom so he can give you the wisdom for who is this person that I should be voting for. Because a lot of times, you know, it's, it's really tough because it feels like you're choosing between, like, the lesser of two evils, you know? It's, it's, it's not always blatantly obvious. And that's why it's so important to be really investing, um, you know, in your time with the Lord in the morning. So you have that personal relationship that he can give you the wisdom, you know, to be electing officials with character and competency so that they can eventually lead with wisdom and justice. Yeah. I love that, man. That is, that is such a way to, to hit home this whole topic because man, that wisdom it's available to mm. us. And oftentimes, even as a believer, I, I fail to go to the word. I fail to go to prayer. I fail to go to other wise people in my life, but Man, if you're listening to the Team Pack podcast and you're hearing Zeke share these things, next time that you're getting ready to vote in an election, I think that's the encouragement is seek the Lord for wisdom. He wants to give it. He has a bountiful supply of wisdom. And if you're a believer, he's he's for you. He's got this for you. And and ask him for it because wisdom's coming your way to make those hard decisions. So Amen. Zeke, thanks so much for joining us for the Team Pack podcast. This has been really fun. Yeah, thank you for having me, Quinn. It's been great. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Packed Podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes.